Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to You Had Me at Black. I am Martina Abrahams. So today I'm going to do like we're in church and say that we have a couple announcements before we get into this week's story. First off, if you haven't already seen on our Instagram, we are going on tour this summer and Washington, D.C. is the very first city on our tour. So we'll be in D.C. on July 22nd at Smith Public Trust. Um, and I, I can't wait because I mentioned last week, our kickbacks are my favorite part of You Had Me at Black. You know, there's always great stories, strong drinks, good music, just all around chill, good vibes. And I can't wait to come out to D.C. and meet everyone and just hang out with you guys. So be sure to mark your calendars and also, more importantly, mark your calendars for when tickets go on sale because they go on sale June 20th. So I can't wait to see everybody from the DMV live in person at You Had Me at Black Live on July 22nd. Now, my second announcement is, how many of you guys remembered that Sunday is actually Mother's Day? It's okay if you didn't, because I almost forgot. But you still have plenty of time to get your act together, get your mom a nice gift, buy her a card, you know, buy that bus ticket home to give her a hug. But really make sure to honor your mom this weekend um, and just let her know how special she is and how much you appreciate and love her. Um, And so really quickly, I want to give a shout out to my mom, who is the I think she is like the baddest and just the biggest rider that I could ever have or anybody could ever have. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I, I, I really liked piercings and I wanted this, uh, double cartilage piercing. And my dad kept blocking. He was like, nah, you're, you know, you're not going to be able to get a job one day. It's unprofessional. And I'm 16. So I didn't give a, I didn't care about any of that. But my mom, my very strict Haitian mother, after watching me beg and plead for this stupid piercing for a couple weeks, decides to go to Claire's without telling anyone and get the exact same piercing. So she comes home and is like, look, I got it. It's no big deal. Let the girl get her ears pierced. And I just remember thinking of like, wow, my mom is my hero. You know, like I've had that that thought so many times as a young, young kid. But I feel like when you're 16, you know, that's that's not when most kids are thinking of their moms as heroes. <laughs> and I don't know that that moment uh it showed me how much my mom had my back and like the length that she would go like go pierce her ears herself for no reason. She didn't want that piercing just to support me in like some of the things that I wanted, weirdly enough. So um, I don't know, that story, I, I think, really cemented my mom as this woman that I knew I could like always depend on and always had my back and that would go to great lengths to support me. And so I, I really appreciate it. And so I want to hear about your mom or your grandma, your auntie, your sister, you know, whichever women, women, women in your life uh, have played a part in making you who you are today. We want to hear about them. So please send us stories about your mothers. Um, it's to submit. We send us a photo and a one minute recording of a story about your mom. Send that to talk to us at you had me at black dot com. Um, and send that to us by Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific time or 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and you may make it onto our website and onto our Instagram. Um, and some tips for recording, if you've never done this before, you know, try to find a quiet space. Like your closet is one of the best places you could probably record. Um, if you have a Mac computer, GarageBand is a great um, free 
software that you can use or, you know, you could just use your phone, your, your Android or iPhone if you have a smartphone. But make sure to send us an MP3 or a, a wave file. So again, send us a photo of your mom, a one minute recording. Um, that's a story about her and send that to talk to us at you hide me at black dot com by Saturday at 3 p.m. slash 6 p.m. depending on the coast. Don't send it at 6 p.m. slash 9 p.m. because then you won't make it. So 3 p.m. Um, and so fittingly, this week's story is also about somebody's mom. So let's get right into it. Today, we're going to hear from Jonathan, who applied for a scholarship to send his mom back to school to help her fulfill one of her lifelong dreams. Here's what happened. I want you to breathe all this in. This is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories. So when I started to learn more and get my feet under me, I realized there's like a bunch of resources that you can take advantage of. And one of those things was a program through the For Good side of LinkedIn that actually let people sort of get grants to give specific things to people that they care about. So one was 3000 and that was like personal. So people were doing like, there's like a really special hearing aid that my nephew needs or things like that. So I heard about this in an all hands meeting. So I was sitting next to my homie, Derek, and we heard about this program. And so he had a nonprofit connecting students to business opportunities in Asia. And I was like, maybe I could do something with that. So I made him a bet. I said, if you do this, I'll do it. He was like, cool, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe I'll send my mom back to school or something. I don't know. So then I went home. I thought about it. So one of the things that I had asked my mom a while ago about was, what thing do you most regret? One thing she said is she never finished her degree. She did a two-year associates when she came to the States. Um, and I was like, okay, like, what would you study? And she was like, I want to teach nursing. I feel like there's a lack of people teaching this profession. And in my mother's context, she has found her vocation. So for mom, she sees nursing as her ability to impact the world. She doesn't see it as a job. That's why she's done it for 30 years. And she'll do it until she can't anymore. My mom had, had plans to, to do more schooling after her associates, but life happens. I love her so much. But her selflessness has come at a deep cost to her ambition. It needed her to see that her life wasn't over and that regardless of the circumstance, there was still more for her to do. So I thought, well, if going back to school would maximize her impact, that seems like something worth pursuing. So in the process of applying for this grant, I basically had to reconstruct a story around why I should get this. So one of the things I did was I went back in like my family history and decided like, what were the inflection points that were really, really important? The competition is relatively fierce. And so if you're, you know, applying for this grant, you kind of had to come correct because I knew people were going to come with like really prepared decks and they were going to have like slideshows and numbers. And I was like, I'm not good at that. But what I'm really good at is telling an impactful story. So Sunnyvale, where the competition was taking place. So I walked in to a conference room and 
I, I'm looking and I see a bunch of people who are actually executives or senior leadership. So you, I didn't know that I was going to be interviewing with these people. I'm petrified because I, I know myself, I had prepped for this and this is about my family. There's a different level of energy. I need to, I need to basically kill everything. I don't know who's came before me. I don't know who came after me, but this needs to be the most important part of these people's day. And if I don't get this, at least I'll have shot my shot and I will have done it on my terms. So I walk into this room, there are four people and you have five minutes to just deliver everything you're supposed to say. So they asked me to begin and I had a picture of my mom, my dad, my brother, and my little sister uh, from Christmas in 1995. Like really old, but also has that nostalgic feel. I'm like, hi, my name's Jonathan. I'm from New Hampshire. This is a picture of my family. And I want to send my mom back to school so she can do the one thing she has always wanted to do, but felt like she wasn't capable of. She is from Trinidad, grew up in Port of Spain, did a program for nursing. And then she met my father. They did the love thing. They had some kids. I started talking about my sister who passed away when she was 14 months old. And it basically created a environment in my family where all of us grieved really differently. And for my mom, I distinctly remember having to see her rebuild herself in person. And she used to, she did pediatric nursing and she stopped after my sister died. And then she went back to it more recently because I think that was part of how she was coping. I'm like, and I want to send her back to school because I think she's a better resource if we can scale her impact and she can teach nurses what she's learned. So I'm looking around and I start to see people be really, really interested. The room starts to get more and more emotional. So, and it was, it, it was single tears start to drop. Like, this is different. And I finished and the whole room exhaled. And then one of the people judging was like, what would this do for her? And I hadn't expected that question. And I said it would change how she views herself and then in turn what she thinks she's capable of. And so they were like, okay, great. Thank you so much. I didn't hear anything back for two weeks. So I am at this point just thinking it's cool. I, was, I, I did my thing, shot my shot. Great. I get an email on a Wednesday. I open my computer. You know when you close your email? And you refresh, knowing full well that like you refreshed 15 seconds ago, but you think that if you refresh another time, the server's down and the, the email you've wanted for several weeks will just show up. I was doing that multiple times. And this time, when I, when I, I opened my computer, I saw it. And it, the, the, the headline was um, LinkedIn for Good Grant. And I was like, okay, wow. And then I didn't, I didn't read it. I looked at it and I closed my computer. I was like, I don't, I'm not ready. I don't, I can't, nah, chill. Because if I get this, what in the world am I going to do? So I open it again and I, I, I scroll and say, hey, Jonathan, we are excited to tell you that you've been selected as a winner. Congratulations. And then I close my computer again, then open it again. So this is three times of me pretending like this is not happening because I'm in disbelief. How do I want to structure the delivery? Surprising West Indian moms is a, is a risk because you really, they like to just have full control and autonomy over everything. So I had to figure out a unique way to do this. 
And I always used to like the shows where they do the big reveal of the house and people would just cry. And like, oh my gosh, look at this new kitchen. It's so great. We finally have a washer and dryer. And I wanted that moment. So I thought, why call her? Why not just do it during my work day and then invite the team I sit on to hear it? Don't know why I thought that was a great idea, but booked a room anyway and invited my team to come. I send the email invite and it's, it says, hey, you guys, I want this grant. I, I got to call my mom, but I want to just, would you guys like to be around for it? And they're like, yeah, sure. Cool. Let's do it. My mom takes lunch between 11.45 and 12.30. She usually eats in her car. So I call her. I'm like, hey, mom, how are you? She's like, Jonathan, are you, are you at work? I'm like, yeah. Are you, are you busy right now? What, what, what's going on? What's the weather like? And she's like, I'm, I'm fine. What's going on? I was like, you remember that time before I left uh, to work at LinkedIn when I asked you what you wanted and you said you wanted to go back to school? And at this point, the room's looking at me. So they, they have, they've never talked to them. They don't know her. So they're hearing and they like her accent because it's really thick. She's like, yeah, you know, I remember. I said, what if I told you that you could go back to school and that you wouldn't have to worry about paying for it? Would you be interested in something like this? Does this appeal to you? And she was like, yeah, but I, I work. I have all this. I said, no, no, isolate those variables. What if I told you that we could send you back to school and you could learn the things that you felt like you never got a chance to learn? She was like, wow. I mean, that'd be a miracle. So I'm like, mommy, I, I won this grant. I applied for this, this award at LinkedIn and they gave me $3,000 to send you back to school. Do you want to go? And she pauses and the pause was so long that I was uncomfortable. I was like, did she stop breathing? Like, what, what, where are we right now? Her breath gets quicker. Her mother is a very expressive person, but she's also very, very tough. So tears are not a frequent occurrence. But in this sense, they just came with an incredible velocity that made me uncomfortable. So she's in the car and she was like, what do you mean I'm going back to school? I'm like, I, I told you that I would do everything I could to make sure that the latter half of your life was better than the former. And this is the beginning of that moment. And she's like, well, I don't understand. I said, I love you and you're going back to school. How does that feel? She's like, I don't know what to say. I'm like, you don't have to say anything. You just need to say yes. And then she, <laughs> she starts asking me qualifying questions. She's like, well, how did they, why did they decide me? I said, what? What do you mean? Said, well, why did they choose me? I said, because I told them you were worth choosing. She's like, well, how did they know that I wanted to go back? I said, because I told them, are you going to do this? Yes, I'll do it. She's like, I am just so grateful. And then my mother is a very, she's a very God-fearing woman. So also it became a church service for the last five minutes because she's like, I cannot, I am so grateful to God. And so the, the rest of the room is also keyed in. So we're about to have a, a TD Jakes worship service at 3 p.m. <laughs> and so I'm in the room having this, con this is a real personal conversation. And there's seven other people around this, this long table. And they're all in their own stages of emotional grappling. So my man to my left is what I would call like half crying. So he's like trying to fix his hair, but he's, he's like dabbing his eyes. Someone else is around the table just full out 
ugly cry, just just out here. And I think someone was trying to get in, and my, <laughs> my manager looks at them. I said, no, no, not right now. We're busy. So she finishes crying. He said, well, what's next? And the moment I got emotional, she said, it clicked. And she, in a single moment, shifted her identity. She said, so I get to be a graduate student. And I said, yeah, that's who you are. That's what you, that's what you want. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to school and I can get my master's. I thought it was over. I said, it's never going to be over until you get what you need to get. I say, hey, mom, I'm at work still. So I, I need to go back to work because I booked the meeting room. I love you. Hang up. And the room does a collective exhale. Nobody speaks for five to seven minutes, just pure silence. And I'm like, cool. So what do you guys, do you guys want to get some snacks? I hear they refilled. There, there's more vitamin water downstairs. And people are like, this is phenomenal, Jonathan. I'm like, I, I don't, I just want to make my mom smile. So she went to Revere University, which is a four-year accredited school in my hometown, getting a, mas- a master's in nursing education. So, so she started classes the um, summer of 2014. She's getting these A's and uh, she continues to, um, you know, grow. And, and sometimes we have to have interventions like, mommy, you cannot, we cannot have you pulling an all-nighter to finish this annotated bibliography, but she loves it. She loves being a student. She loves learning. She loves being a nurse. She loves it. I want to tell this story for a couple of reasons. I think everybody in your in their life has somebody like my mother who you know that they're good enough to do something, but they're not going to do it unless you push them and you jump off the cliff together. And so if I can if I can tell this story, then it allows people to, to take that walk. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. Be sure to check out this episode's description for musical credits. And if you like what you just heard, head to youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side to subscribe to our newsletter and unlock access to exclusive videos, behind-the-scenes interviews, and specially curated music. That's youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side. Peace.